this is a, a new type of uh, episode series we're doing. It's called Product Sessions. And today we're going to be talking about how ChatGPT will change product development. So is it a doomsday scenario or a paradise? So we're here to find out from our guest that we have on today. As you guys all know, I'm, I'm Aram. I'm the CEO of, uh, of Crowdlinker. Uh, we're a digital product innovation studio. Uh, our interview today is uh, part is part of going to be a, of a larger series where we'll be doing about uh, discussing trending topics, controversial topics in what's happening in the product industry today. So without further ado, let me jump into our two guests today. So I have two people today from Cascade, uh, which is the world's number one strategy execution platform. I'm joined with uh, Laura Blackmore, who is the director of product experience, and Danielle Lattimore, who is the senior customer success manager. Laura, Danielle, thank you so much for jumping on this new series uh, with us with me today. It's you're our first kind of trial pilot guinea pig, so mm -hmm. we'll see how it goes. Um, since this is kind of a short interview series, we're going to try to keep it to ten minutes. I'm going to just jump right into it and you know uh, and and take it away. So first question I have is, what's What's been your first gut reaction when you heard about ChatGPT and started using it? I'll start off with you, Laura. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I was very excited to bring Danielle to the conversation today because we have been talking about ChatGPT a lot at Cascade. So for me, my initial gut reaction was like, eh, another AI platform, like what's it going to do? And then over the, you know, the last couple of weeks, it's really gained momentum. So for me, I think I was like a little bit that felt like it was a barrier for me. And then as soon as I started using it in my work, like I haven't stopped. Um, but I'd love to hear what you think, Danielle, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think my first inclination was that it would be useful, but I don't think I necessarily realized the scope to which it could be used. There's so much diversity and so many broad applications of ChatGPT. So once I really got into it, that's when I got really excited about a lot of the prospects within our industry specifically as well. Okay, cool. So let's, let's jump into some use cases. So whether that's specifically, you know, what you do at Cascade or personal, you know, side related to like product management, what's been some of your most successful uh, use cases of using ChatGPT that you've seen so far in, in product? Uh, I'll start off with uh, you, Daniel, actually this time. Well, I'm happy to jump in. So as you mentioned, I work in the customer success side of the business. So really enabling a lot of our customers to write executable strategies and act on that. So a lot of the applications that I've seen are actually more so on the enablement of that side. So working with our customers and connecting them with a platform that can help them take these big lofty goals they've written for their organization and break those down into something more tangible. So we actually use ChatGPT a lot to say, you know, for this outcome you're trying to achieve, how can you measure success of that? What are some ways we can think about for how you can break that down and track your success along the way? What are some things you can do to connect the activities of your org with driving that impact? And it really helps people think in a new and tangible way uh, and kind of come to that discovery themselves. So that's been a big use case for me in my role specifically. Okay, great. Uh, what about you, Laura? Um, for me, mine's very different. Um, so working in the, the product side of the house, I'm, I still very much interact with customers, but more so from like a scaled perspective. So my remit is really helping people to adopt a platform like Cascade and to really embed it as part of their 
everyday life with strategy. And so the ways in which I've seen it work really have been around, I, I frequently have conversations with ChatGPT where I'm like, okay, if I was going to execute strategy today, how would you recommend that I approach this this problem? Um, and that's real life conversations that I have with with big organizations where they're like, you know, how do we get our people to see strategy as something not complicated? Or how can we get people to actually embed uh, strategy execution software as part of their everyday? And I actually have those conversations with the, with the software to help me then be able to relay the message because strategy is quite complicated, but there are also lots of different ways to go around it. And it's a complete minefield of an industry. And so that's really helped me to kind of gather and then summarize the output, I guess, that I can talk to the customers about. Uh, and then also put that through the product as well. Okay, interesting. So so for for you, Laura, as you said, it's more in um, product strategy and getting and using it there. And for you, Danielle, it's more in helping customers figure out, you know, how to better enable them, right? So um, very kind of two different use cases, which is really interesting. And I, you know, I want to get a bit more into it to get different perspectives. But um, in terms of like how you actually came to start using it, was it more of like, let's do an experiment or let's see what kind of ideas it could generate for me? Uh, like what kind of prompts I can experiment with. Cause like everything is like about how good your prompt is. Right. Um, like you could do a really sucky prompt and it gives you no value where if you give it amazing prompts and you, you know, you put it in the right kind of mindset of like, you are a customer success manager, GPT, right. Or whatever, or your product strategist GPT, et cetera. So let's talk about that a bit more. Like, you know, how did you actually come about to, to start using it? Did you get value from it right away? Was it just tons of experimentation, trial and error, you know, until you actually start seeing some, you know, beneficial uh, results from it? Uh, I'll start with, uh, with you, Laura. Yeah, I think um, it's a great question. And actually it's, um, I, I kind of laugh when I think back at how it kind of took off at Cascade is, I think it's been very viral. So it I, it started a few months ago when people were like, oh yeah, like I've been using ChatGPT to, you know, create some social media posts or I've been using it for like, you know, helping me to design um, a script for, because we were in a lot of events. And so I kind of heard that and I didn't really think much of it. And then myself and Danielle were talking about some initiatives we were working on. And then you, I remember you like had a little play about with it. And then I decided to have a little play about with it. And there definitely wasn't success initially, but I think there was just enough there to like grasp my attention. And then I just kept kind of trying it and repivoting. And then um, I read a few articles about how you can, uh, yeah, like, you know, how you write your prompter that uh, can really shape it. So if you want it, you know, if you want to get a reply that's a little bit sarcastic or maybe, um, you know, positive or negative. And so I've really leaned into like that emotion side of things. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, Danielle? Yeah. And just to kind of build on Laura's idea of the virality of ChatGPT, not only within Cascade, but I think we've also just seen that very widespread across different industries and seeing articles and webinars and tutorials on ChatGPT popping up. So I've taken advantage of a few different webinars and resources and things on how you can structure the prompt. So there's been some learning in that for me. But 
I think, again, just kind of hearing all of people's different use cases, really getting into these forums to see how other orgs are using it for customer success and translating that into what you need specifically by making your prompt more specific around your brand's voice and how you want things to come across and the way that you work with your customers um, is really where you can unlock that evolution of ChatGPT for your organization. Okay, great. And what's been, uh, what is one or two of the most worthwhile investments product leaders can start making today with this whole new AI era? Um, Laura, go ahead. I think, um, so I'm quite new in my product journey, having spent uh, the last nearly a decade in customer success. But I think, I think there's two, there's the two big bets that I would make. One of them is automating or preempting the work that customer success and our, our teams do. I think there's a lot of manual and repetitive work that can be definitely be replaced with with something like this i think the other side is and one of my favorite things to talk about is the kind of meeting the users where they are with your platform so not every user is going to have the same experience and not every user is coming in at the same part of the journey or their life cycle with your platform and as much as we can take the thinking and the decision making out of that for them and just make it very very seamless um mm -hmm. that that is the dream for me with cascade is that a customer comes in and either they know nothing about strategy or they think they're a strategy expert and we can guide and tailor that experience using something like ai uh, to make that experience amazing for them um, and so that's something i'm really keen and that we're leaning into at cascade is just making the experience an amazing one uh, regardless of where they're coming from yeah just just to uh, uh ask on that do you are you planning to start integrating you know ai into the product offering now with like a chat bot or something like that do you see like there's the possibility there yeah absolutely we've already got a little bit of ai um it's definitely not as futuristic as um as maybe we'd hope but yeah definitely like through prompters um and guiding the journey all the way to um like one of the ideas that we have is you um you, you build a strategy and we'll actually turn that into something that says hey your competitor is doing something different like why don't you do this and actually like really helping the customer to execute their strategy um by telling them what what their competitor is doing or what the uh the industry is doing which i think is really cool and actually really trans transformative that's really interesting uh danielle from your perspective you know in, in customer success what do you think is going to be the most worthwhile investment uh in this new ai era yeah, so kind of similarly to how Laura segmented her two big bets, I think there's the internal efficiency driver, and then there is kind of the customer-facing journey support. So I think those really are the two avenues that I see this providing the most value. So like Laura said, repetitive tasks or things that the teams are doing, um, it could really speed up their processes, which frees up a lot of their time to be much more strategic with their customers and do those kind of deeper, more impactful activities. And so customers get benefit through that as well, just by freeing up the time that their contacts have for them. Um, but from the customer journey side too, like Laura said, not only just advising on what it is that they're doing, but taking those strategies and the work that they're doing and connecting that all um, across a big matrix complex organization that can be really difficult to make sense out of the chaos. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity we have for not only helping people just sort out what it is that they're doing, but then as Laura said, building upon that so they can iterate and reprioritize as times are changing. So 
those are the two kind of big areas I see it working for customer success. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, great answer. Um, all right. Last question for you both. Um, controversial opinions here. Okay. Feel free to uh, speak freely. Do you see ChatGPT or, you know, generative AI, because that's where, you know, things are going to, you know, with, with, with AGI um, approaches. Do you think it's a doomsday scenario? Is it a paradise for us? We're going to be able to get AI to do all of the work for us and just sit back or we're going to get it replaced like thoughts. <laughs> uh, Laura, I'll start off with you. <laughs> Good question. Um, Okay, I have a lot of strong opinions and I I have previously actually worked in a different AI space, which I was really hard for me from like a, a personal like morale standpoint because I felt like it was very manipulative. So it was all around getting customers to buy more or putting more products in your face when you're about to check out so that you're like, oh yeah, I will buy three more products. And I found it incredibly manipulative and it's something that really opened my eyes when I go shopping that I've come here for one thing. I'm not going to be bought into buying three, for example. However, that being said, I think it can actually do a lot of good in the world. And I think that a lot of the good will outstrip a lot of the bad. I think, um, you know, there's a lot in the news at the moment around, you know, taking a pause on AI projects and like really understanding like what companies have access to and what data companies have access to. I think we need to keep the pulse on that. I think we do need to make sure that we're not, giving our data to the hands of people who can do some destructive things. However, I think, you know, like advancements in cancer cures in the medical world is going to outstrip some of the bad it will do. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I cannot wait to see where we are in 10, 20 years and the world that our children are also coming into. I think that's going to be incredible and scary at the same time. For sure. Danielle? Yeah, so I would agree with Laura. I think a lot of this is incredibly exciting. I think something, especially in customer success, that you tend to balance depending on who your customers are, your target audience is, and how they like to communicate, balancing the human element that most people want with the automated element that we can use to unlock a lot of efficiencies is going to be key. So I think early adopters of this technology can see so many benefits and it could put you leaps and bounds ahead if you do it right. But keeping really the customer and what you're solving for at the heart of what you're doing and maintaining that human element, however that will evolve to look over time is going to be a really key part of that. Um, so I think that there are benefits and there are challenges to it and just being um, early adopters in the sense that you're getting into it early, but also keeping that customer and what you're solving for at the heart of everything will really differentiate those who succeed most with it. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you both. Danielle, Danielle Laura, I really appreciate you uh, giving this a whirl with me today for our first product sessions uh, episode. So um, everybody else stay tuned. We're going to try to do more and, uh, and see what we learn. <laughs>